What's coming up on Men in Sheds? The future of sheds from our Peak Association CEO, that's Mr David Holmes. What happened in the last eight weeks? We ask you happen? to keep in touch and up to date sheds and their autonomy. Get the shed ready for the opening and do it safely. We are in a fortunate position to sheds worldwide. Go for a call out on the shed wireless. Shed opportunity when the economy emerges. Listen and if you would like to hear more, the shed wireless, they tell us where it can be accessed or get in touch with us here at Men in Sheds and that is 107.3 HFM. Armadale Community Men's Shed 0424 Email address is Armadale Community Men's Shed or one word at gmail.com. Hello and welcome to the Shed Wireless where today we turn our focus to the future. Ted Donnelly, Barry Golding and Dave. David Helmers will all tackle the question, what does the future of the shedding movement look like in Australia, globally? And Hello, Aaron Carney. Good to hear you again, mate. And you. It's it's interesting to be looking to the future because funny how mindfulness has come up as a theme in the last few weeks on the oh. show. If you just zoom out a little bit and look at the last few months, we sort of went from being mindful of our current situation to suddenly being thrust into the crisis of COVID and now we're just starting to get our heads up and turn our heads to the future. But of course, it's something that you never really have the luxury of ignoring, is it? No, and you know, it's been a roller coaster ride for everybody to say the least. And yeah. now we're just starting to peek around the corner and yeah, you know, we know all the sheds are anxious to open and in some states they've been allowed to open given some restrictions. Some states they haven't. Some states are on standby to open. Yeah, we'll, we'll do our best to keep them up to date with the latest and greatest information of course, but it's been one hell of a ride, Darren, that's for sure. Can I ask a tough question, and this will be partially covered in our chat. How do you find the balance as the Executive Officer between all that is good about the sheds, the autonomy of the sheds to self-determine, which is one of the, the key things that yep. is good about the shedding movement, but also making sure that you are sufficiently innovative and forward-focused that the movement doesn't become irrelevant or doesn't serve the emerging generations of... I think we've always, in some ways, rolled with the punches. We're here to serve the sheds. We take a lot of information and ideas in, manufacture and mould that into what can be achievable by the shed. It was never anyone's intent to create this men's shed movement worldwide. It was, I've said before, it was never even dreamed about. So we've been reactive to a lot of situations and I think that gave us a bit of a head start when the whole COVID thing happened. We reacted and yeah, history shows that now we reacted well and made some really good decisions and some good mm. advice. We're not there, as you said, we can't control the sheds. One of the secret elements to the success of men's sheds is that they're fully autonomous and have their own ability to make decisions. Mind you, in saying that, in the last two weeks, they've all been coming to us to make a decision for them on whether they can or cannot go back to the shed, which is kind of ironic and it's something that we, we cannot do. We can't override those laws that are in place and I have to agree with the sheds. Those, those laws and regulations
regulations are, are very difficult to interpret. And we, so we said on this last week, when you're talking to the COVID lines and that, please be very specific in explaining your situation and don't try and fit the you know, square peg in a round hole, so to speak. And in this connected world that we live in now, you can talk to your mate in a shed in the next state and the set of circumstances that they're working to can be completely different to the expectations that you'll have to follow. Exactly, yes. And even down to regional, some we've had instances where some councils and land you know, owners of the sheds have said, yes, you can go back and then across the into the next council area, they've decided to keep a lot of their public facilities closed for another three, four weeks. So it gets really technical and tricky and you just can't override that. As much as we'd love to be able to, we'd love nothing more than to say to the shedders, yep, go back to work, guys, go make some sawdust. But we, we're not, no way we're in a position to do that. That probably leads us to something that I wanted to raise and it might provide some perspective for those of us in Australia. As I hope you are all aware, the Shed Wireless now has its own email, so you are able to feed back to us. Of course, you're most welcome to talk about the Shed Wireless at the Men's Shed online and uh, via our Facebook and social media or thing. But if you actually want to talk to us directly, you can do so at the Shed Wireless at menshed.net. Rob says, I was in Queensland last October and visited Burpengary Men's Shed, Sausage Sizzle at Bunnings, Lawn Mower into Shed Racing and Workshop Activities. Very lively. I feel like we need to talk to Burpengary if only to get their names right. Anyway, Rob says, UK Men's Shed published your website in the monthly newsletter. I get to see the data and it's quite remarkable where around the world the Shed Wireless is being listened to. We're so glad that you had a great experience in Queensland and yes, I think it's, I think you'd become an honorary Australian if you actually have a sausage sizzle at Bunnings these days. I, I, <laughs> so, I think that's a requisite actually. Yeah. Uh, the, the big controversy is whether or not you have onion, but the key point that uh, made me want to mention Rob's email, David, is it is clear that in other parts of the world, uh, things are moving a lot more slowly than they are here. So while we might be towy, could perhaps be counting our blessings. Oh, especially so. Talking to our colleague in England and Ireland and the US quite regularly, yes, we're moving a lot faster than there. And, yeah, you've got to reflect on that in those countries too. We've, we've really dodged a bit of a bullet when it comes to coronavirus um, in comparison. I know it's been tough for everybody, but when you look at the data coming, out and speak to people in those countries you know it's just mind-blowing how many people have been affected by it. The sheds in Australia will be open a lot earlier than those in England and Ireland, that's for certain. From near and far. So thank you, Vic. Really appreciate you taking the effort. And if you would like to hear your shed shouted out to wherever you are, whether you're in the UK like Rob or just down the road like Vic, then it's as simple as dropping us a note, uh, an email, just theshedwireless at menshed.net. They all find us and we really do appreciate it. And even if we don't read you out here we'll certainly get back to you on a one-on-one -on -one basis you know, the future of sheds and what it holds in a post-COVID-19 world is you know yet to be seen but you know there's probably a few things we can take into the equation as a known certainty we're going to have a lot of um, higher unemployment in the nation for quite some time after this which could possibly reflect on you know membership numbers in sheds um, we're already getting information in from some of the sheds that they've got you know 15 plus more people on their books on the waiting list for when they reopen and I think we'll see the demographics change a little too with a lot of younger men getting involved in the sheds and you know that that can be a really good thing a lot of sheds 
as we know with our surveys have said how do we attract younger people to the sheds well this may be an opportunity there you know in unfortunate circumstances but you know a very realistic you know set of circumstances and I think that may very much change the future of shedding you know around the country and possibly around the world. I think this is perhaps a conversation for a, a little further down the track but I'm also interested that there's a lot of speculation that post-COVID there will be decentralisation. A lot of people uh -huh. who are living in big cities may, particularly if they're in senior positions, move to rural and regional areas and then they will be uh, arriving in retirement, not unemployment, just retirement. They'll be arriving in ways that they haven't before as well. So the opportunities and the challenges are many going forward.